Today, I'm meeting you where you're at, wherever that is. On this super winding road we call our faith journey, there is no map. No two journeys are the same and there's no wrong place to be. I have found that through talking to lots of different people and with my own experience that, you know, this is a super winding road and we have to go through some of these really hard times to make it to the other side. But here's the big question for today. On that road, did you leave God? But did God leave you? We are unpacking the stages of grief after leaving the church in today's podcast. So let's dive in. Shelby Hostfield, coach, artist, writer, and follower of Jesus. I spent years turning my back on him after leaving the church, but he never gives up on us. Dear beautiful girl, here we are finding the truth we never had, identity in who God truly says we are, and genuine faith in Jesus after leaving the church. We're finding peace, true joy in our hearts. And we're answering tough questions, diving into those Bible truths, discovering how to live in faith, and listening to gorgeous transformation stories from real-world gals who have been through it. This is the Sunday School you wish you'd had. You're listening to Finding Faith Above. I'm just going to be real with you today. I remember being jealous, like actually jealous. There were a couple different people that I can think of. So there was um, this one girl that was just, I mean, she was just such a light. She was beautiful. She was just strong. But the thing about her that was the most inspiring was I could tell from a mile away that this girl had faith. And I'm talking like we were 10 years old, 10, 13, 14, 15 years old, that I really was close to this particular girl. And she just exuded faith. And I remember genuinely being jealous and not in a hateful way, not in a way that was like, oh, you know, I I wish that she didn't have that faith. It was more of in a way that I wish I'd had that. And then there was another girl that comes to mind too. And this particular girl was part of the church. Now the other girl was not, the other girl was not part of the church. She was just a beautiful Christian girl uh, who just was so strong in her faith in Jesus. But this other girl was part of the church. And I was jealous of her belief. So it wasn't faith, but it was belief. And I was jealous of her naivety, (laughs) If, if I can just be completely honest, because I had doubt. And I think that's the first step and the first stage for most of us in our faith journey is there starts to become a little bit of doubt deep down. And I was jealous of the fact that she did not seem to have any of this doubt. And I was like, oh my goodness, if I could just believe and just continue with being naive about this and just believe, then everything would be so much easier. (laughs) And I could just go to sleep at night and everything would be fine and my family would be happy and everything would be great. But um, I couldn't, I couldn't let that go. And, and both these girls, I I still love both these girls. They're still great girls uh, who are still in my life today. But I do remember this about being younger and how I didn't have the faith and I also didn't have the belief. What we're talking about today is the different stages that we go through when we leave the church. And that starts even before we leave. That starts with that doubt. That's the very first step. 
that we go through when we're we're deciding okay are we going to leave this thing that has you know such a hold on us are we going to leave everything we have ever known about god and that's a crazy question and it's a hard one and depending on where you're at and in where you are in your life you know that can be it, that can be huge. Um, and I think it's big at any time, but it can be really big if, you know, you already were married, if you have kids, if you're, you know, you, that doubt starts to come in when you've already established your adult life. Now, I was fortunate enough, I left the church when I was 18. And so I really hadn't established my life yet. Uh, I was just, just barely going to college and just, you know, starting uh, my new adult life. And, and so I think I'm fortunate in that, in that timing wise. But um, I will say this, you know, this episode has been a long time coming because it took me 20 years to get through these stages. And when I first was going through all of this, the internet was not what it is today. You couldn't just go out there and just start researching things and finding things on your own or, or you know, joining different groups or finding support in the same way. Uh, I really didn't have any of that when I was, you know, going through some of these questions and figuring out where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do with all of this. So it took me a long time. And really, that's the whole purpose for this podcast is because I don't want it to take 20 years <laughs> for you, beautiful girl who is trying to, you know, figure out what your next steps are. I don't want it to take 20 years for you to find the real Jesus and to actually have a relationship with, with Jesus and to find faith uh, in, you know, who he is and, and what he can do within your heart. So that's what we're talking about today is going to be these stages of grief. So like I said, the very first stage, that's going to be doubt. Your first stage in, in leaving is going to be doubt. And that starts a long time before you actually walk out the door. And um, that can be a tricky one. So doubt, you know, and <laughs> it's funny because uh, I do feel like anything that doesn't have a rock solid foundation, it's really going to be more off of your feelings, your emotions, uh, what your stomach, uh, your belly is telling you. Do you have that burning in your belly or whatnot? Um, you know, is that, that feeling there? And, you know, if there isn't a rock solid foundation to back it up, if you've never really truly felt the love of Jesus, then it's hard to be able to understand what that doubt that comes creeping in actually is. And, you know, I mean, I think it happens way more often than when what we give it credit for. It seems like no matter who I talk to, even people who have been within the church or different organizations for years and years and years, if it doesn't have that rock solid foundation, they do question from time to time. You can't help it. It it, it just sneaks up in there because it, that that foundation isn't there. And so that doubt starts to creep in and starts to kind of, you know, give your brain room to think like, okay, is this something that I really want to continue with or not? And, um, and we can try to convince ourselves over and over again, not to let that doubt in. But if there is no rock solid foundation for what it is that we're supposed to have this belief system in, then that faith is not going to be there and doubt is going to creep in. So that's always going to be step one. And then 
step two. So the next stage is the seeking the truth. Um, and that's a big stage for that opens up a lot of room for your brain to just go crazy. <laughs> so I didn't get to really indulge into this stage because there was no internet, like I said, like how it is now, where you can just start trying to seek the truth like nobody's business. These days, I mean, holy smokes, there is so much information out there where if you want to research from sunup to sundown for the next 500 years, you could do that. <laughs> there is so much available to you, but it's really seeking the truth on paper in our own understanding. So trying to figure things out for ourselves, trying to put all the pieces together. And I mean, inevitably, if you start down this rabbit hole, and it is a serious rabbit hole, uh, you're going to come out the other side with no longer, you know, in the doubt stage, you're going to be like, okay, in the non-believing stage, um, because there's just so much evidence and, 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 and stuff <laughs> there for you to really dive into. And so from that perspective, you know, you have, you have so many different websites and books and everything at your fingertips now that you can really go down and look at all of that. But is this good for us? And I kind of go back and forth on this because I admit like now that I do have the internet and even after I had put a lot of things to bed and wasn't indulging in having that, you know, want to figure it out stage in my life anymore, I still can find myself even today going down these rabbit holes sometimes because it's shocking to me to learn things that I didn't know about my own faith from years ago. And, you know, things that weren't ever really talked about and weren't ever said. And I admit you can really get very into this part. But we have to be careful in this part because, you know, the Bible tells us over and over uh, not to lean on our own understanding. I mean, that's a big part of it. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. That's Proverbs 3, 5. And that's a big thing to struggle with when you're going through this part because it's like you just want to figure it all out for yourself and you are not in a position to trust anyone else. And so you dive down this rabbit hole and you really are just seeking that truth for yourself, but you're not leaning on God at all. Um, because this is the big part of it. You have just rejected everything. And I have found that this part, this is the big part that happens next. Your brain kind of explodes. <laughs> I, I say that halfway jokingly, but halfway not. Because when you have just walked away from everything you have ever known about God, your brain explodes. You can't even comprehend how intense of a let go it is um and I, i've heard some women say you know they liken it to um having that moment where they just like let go of everything um you know some women say i was in the fetal position on the kitchen floor crying because when you realize that, you know, everything you've stood for, everything you've defended, everything that you've been part of and everything you knew about your creator and about God and everything, and you've invested your whole life into this part, um, that it's a lie. And you're just like, what? And your brain literally just explodes. So for myself, 
this I would say was um, in uh, senior year in world history. Um, I had learned all about all sorts of different parts of religions and, and different ways that people believe. And I don't remember exactly what specifically I ran across, but it was this moment that it was like, holy smokes, none of that is real. And I'm going to move forward in a different direction. And my brain kind of exploded. Um, it also, then when internet kind of got going a little bit more and I did a little bit more deep dive and I did a history, um, just looked on Wikipedia <laughs> and found out a little bit more of a history, like just, just the facts. Um, the facts were always what got me and a little bit of a brain explosion. Like, holy smokes, we just walked away from everything, everything we had known about God, everything. I do think that there has got to be some fairly serious uh, psychological uh, things to this that um, I'm sure, you know, someone in the psychology realm could really break down. I think it really is um, fairly significant for most of us who have been through this. It's not something to be taken lightly when you all of a sudden walk away from everything you knew. It's, it's hard. It's very hard. And so then that brings us to the next step. The next step is going to be the anger, the frustration, the confusion, the chaos of it. Um, you can't help it. <laughs> I mean, I was really, really angry for a long time. Um, just really wanting to just say, you know what? I, I'm really bothered that this many people could have participated in telling me something that clearly the facts don't line up with. And that part is just makes you so angry. And that's, I think, completely normal. And I want to say with this part, because I think you could get stuck here for a really long time, this anger, frustration, confusion mode, especially if you're someone who is already, you know, established in your adult life. And now you're having to, you know, make sense of, you know, a, a job and relationships and, and family and all sorts of different things involved. And so that anger and that frustration is just at an ultimate high. Um, I don't think this is a great place to hang out for a super long time. And I understand that a lot of people have no other option. You know, this is kind of where they're at and they get really stuck here and they really want to tell everybody this is crazy and this is the way it is. And oh my goodness, you just go on some Facebook chat forums and you will you can <laughs> really be educated on how angry people are in this stage. And, and I get it. I totally get it. Uh, but in this stage, uh, where you're still probably doing some truth fact-checking, but then you're also really angry, you're kind of putting things together, you're not growing any sort of faith. And that anger does not leave yourself open to be able to find peace. And that's the biggest thing is, you know, I did a whole thing a while back on forgiveness and, um, you know, forgiveness is not for, it's not for the other person. And so forgiveness here is not for the church. Um, you know, when you say, can you just forgive them for, for what they did or for what they told you and for the lies and all of that stuff, can't you just forgive them? Um, but the forgiveness is not for them. The forgiveness is for you. 
You have to be able to, you know, wake up every morning and be happy about your life <laughs> and be able to, to move on with, with some sort of peace. And I get how frustrating that can be. I, I totally understand. I was here for a very long time. I was in that, that little anger, want to prove everybody wrong stage for a long time, but it doesn't bring peace in your heart. That's not something that, um, it doesn't allow for, for that. You know, we talk about kind of crowding out the bad and the good and, and, and whatnot. And at and, and this stage, with that anger and that frustration, there is no room in your heart for that peace and that happiness. And so I'm going to just encourage you <laughs> at this point, as hard as it is, and, and there is no wrong place. I get that, uh, that some, some of these places are going to be really hard to move forward from. But I would encourage you to as best you can to try to find some forgiveness and some peace because um, it doesn't, it's not going to help you to, to remain in this stage for, for forever. I've been there. I was there. And so I'm telling myself, you know, 10, 15 years ago, <laughs> uh, you know, let some of this go and, and try to just be happy. And so then that brings us to the next stage. Um, I spent a long time kind of seeking, long time angry, and then an even longer time, I think, just being lost. Because when you have walked away from everything you ever knew about God, it's very easy to just feel lost. And then, you know, I, in this this stage, too, of feeling lost, um, uh, I, I mean, very sad at certain times because you're trying to fill it up with everything else. But um, I think the biggest thing is, is... We think we can do it all on our own and going back to, you know, not relying on God at all and just in our own understanding. And in that lost moment, you feel like, well, clearly I couldn't make this decision before I made a decision now to leave, but I don't know where I'm going yet. And is there a destination? Is there no destination? And this is what brings us to the big question of today. Because when you've walked away from everything that you've ever known about God, 85% of people who leave the church leave God altogether. And it goes through that doubt, that seeking stage, that anger stage, but in this lost stage, that's really where people, you know, we try to put our big girl panties on and we say, we are going to do this world then our way and not like we've been told because that was clearly not the truth. But what happens is, is we leave God altogether. Because how can we possibly believe in something when everything that we have ever known about God, we just said is not true. And so we end up lost, you know, lost with, with uh, no understanding of who God or Jesus is. And, and maybe for a time in there, not caring, <laughs> you know, just basically saying, I don't want any part of any of this right now. And I, I can say that was really me kind of in my college years, right after I, I left the church and I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to get into it at all. I was kind of at this moment where it was like, you know what? I don't really care what anybody has to say about God. And, you know, they can just go do their own thing. I'm not going to have any part of that right now. So did I fall into that 85%? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I definitely was part of that 85% that just said, you know, maybe there's even a God altogether. Maybe he doesn't even exist. Maybe, you know, and who knows? Maybe we all are just, you know, meant to come back as bugs or something. Who knows? <laughs> this is like making things up here. But like it, it gets into your brain, though, uh, the fact that, you know, you've let go of everything that you knew about God. Like how, how can you believe in anything? And, and that's really that lost stage. Um, and that's really one of the other big reasons why I feel like talking about this is so important is because I think when we leave, we put up a front of just being super strong. I have made this decision to move on. Um, but internally, I wonder how many of us are actually, you know, having a little bit harder of a time with it all and being in that lost stage. It's not a good place to be. Um, there's a lot of loss of hope in that stage. And I think that getting a little depressed is very normal um, because see, not having God to lean on and not even knowing who he even is at that time can, can be pretty hurtful. So I understand that stage very well and it's hard. And hopefully at some point you come out of this lost stage and then you enter into this next stage of seeking and really trying to find, find out more. Okay, so if the God that I walked away from doesn't exist, you know, everything I ever knew about, about God, about Jesus, I just walked away from, then what is there? So for me, this stage entered into my life when I became pregnant with my first son because I could feel his soul with me. I mean, I could feel him with me. I knew there had to be a creator. I knew there had to be a God because he was with me. And I just knew then that I had to find some answers. If if the God that I had known before was not, you know, I, I walked away from that, then I needed to find out more about this world, about God, about, about everything, and just trying to figure that out. So then I went on the seeking stage. And... I will say with the internet these days, seeking can be an interesting road and it can be very diverse and very eclectic. And I guaranteed many of you, um, if you've been down this stage, have indulged in like a Tolle or super spiritual stuff. A lot of people say, you know, kind of into Buddhism and, and things like that, just because like you're searching, you're looking and you're wanting peace, like you're craving peace. Because you've gone from this doubt, from this truth seeking, from this anger, from this loss, and you really, you're desperately just looking for that peace in your heart, in your soul. And will you ever find it? I mean, that's really what kind of got me is like, I know that there's a God, but I also know I need to be strong. I need to not just believe everything that comes my way. And I need peace. I need that peace in my heart and I don't know how to get it. And this seeking stage was where I was at for a really long time. Um, and I, I think I kind of went back and forth between some of these stages at different times, but that seeking stage of just, and that this is the biggest thing about this, the seeking stage is because the world right now, especially wants to tell you, you know, you're enough, you're, you have all this and, and, 
the world needs that that special gift that you you have that gift in you and you can do this all on your own and you're strong enough and you're enough and you're it but is that really true is it can we do this all on our own can we can we really do this all on our own because for me seeking that whole time i was trying to fill up a piece of my heart that can only be filled by one thing and that is faith in jesus in philippians 4:12 paul writes i know what it is to be in need i know what it is to have plenty i have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well fed or hungry whether living in plenty or in want i can do everything through him who gives me strength and that is that big hole that I was looking for, looking to fill up, looking to fill up, that the world wants to just constantly give you all sorts of things and say, this is going to fill up that hole. But no, we can do everything through him, Christ Jesus, who gives us strength. And that seeking place that we're looking to fill something up, that's the only thing that can fill it up is Christ Jesus. So that takes us to the big turnaround. This is an interesting one because it took me about 21, 20, 21 years to get to this place. And it did not come lightly. That moment of, of surrender, that moment of turnaround, that moment where I said, you know what? I cannot do this alone. And that's what it was for me is, is realizing and, and so many other people that I talk to, that is the moment for them too. This next step in the faith journey is that realization that everything that we've been trying to fill up our hearts with is for naught. It's not going to get us anywhere because the one thing that can fill it up is Christ Jesus. And it's that surrender, that moment of realizing that we are not enough on our own. We're not. And that is so incredibly hard in this day and age for us to put our hands around because we want to, we want to take on this world by ourselves. We want to be the ones to say, you know, I can do all of this. I can, I can do everything that I want to do. And while that all that does is leave us feeling less than because we're never going to make it we're never going to fill it all up we're never going to be able to do it all on our own and so then we end up hopeless and sad and upset and down and hard on ourselves because we realize we can't do it all and that moment that we realize that when we put it all down we put it all down and we just say god i'm gonna give all of this to you and because not because I can't do things but because I can't do it without you that's when everything changes so I don't know if you're at this step you may still be in the doubting phase <laughs> but I want to give you hope that if you are willing to open your heart if you're willing to open your heart and willing to say that I can't do it all on my own, then then surrender is that next step. And I never understood what that meant I, for years. I, and people would say, I surrendered my heart to Jesus. I surrendered my life to Jesus. And I'd be like, what are they talking about? <laughs> well, how do you surrender your life? I, I, didn't, I didn't understand that. And for me, it ended up taking a pretty big 
life event that happened. And, um, you know, my, my daughter was having a very hard time with some different things. And at two o'clock in the morning, I was down on my knees and, uh, I realized I could not do this all on my own and it was too big and it was too hard. And I don't know if it takes a really big life event that's crushing that makes you have to surrender. I, I don't know if that's a requirement because I know for other people it's not. So I, I would say that's not a requirement that you have to go through super hard things. But I will say this, that going through super hard things sometimes is necessary. And that's hard to say, but sometimes it's necessary because if I had not gone through that super hard thing where I have never cried like I've cried before and I never was upset like that and my heart never felt that broken, if I had not gone through that, I would have never made it to that moment where I had to surrender. And I, and I felt like I, I had no choice. I mean, I did, of course I did, but it, it was a, I gave it all. And I know that that would not would have happened. I know that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone through, through hard things. So the next step is going to be that surrender. And that can look so different for different people. I, I actually read a thing the other day on a, one woman who, um, when, when I asked her when she turned to Jesus and she said she had been going to church and a friend of hers, um, they were doing an event together. And so she had to go pick up some stuff. And just so happens that this friend, her husband was a pastor at a different church. And so she went over there into the sanctuary to pick up I, it was some food or something along those lines. And she walked into the sanctuary and she heard God tell her, you're home. And that was it. That was it. <laughs> that was her surrender moment. And I said, so, and you actually listened? Like you listened, like you, you were strong enough to listen. And she says, well, when God speaks to you, you listen. It's like, holy smokes. Like I wish that my road had been a little bit easier, that I could have just, you know, put everything to bed super easy and, and moved on. But for me, you know, I mean, it took you know, all those different stages, the 20 years of going back and forth, and then a major life event before I could say, you know what, I'm going to lay this all down. I'm going to lay this all down for, for God to pick up the pieces and know that however I want to try to plan this, however I want to put it together, it doesn't matter. It's his will that matters and how he wants me to live my life. I'm going to listen because when God speaks to you, you listen. And, um, and that's that moment of surrender. That's that turnaround. And I hope in my heart of hopes that you are able to feel that at some time in your life. I don't want you to have to go through hard times, but if that's what it takes to get there, it's worth it. It's worth it. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give it up all that hard time um, to have not felt that. So, And then the next thing, the next stage is going to be miracles. Because when you open your hands and say, God, lead me. Miracles happen. It is amazing. And that peace that you've been looking for this whole time, that peace that you have never felt in your whole life, you know, starting with that doubt and the seeking the truth and the anger and the lost and the seeking even more in all sorts of different places and the surrender and all of that, then you're going to find that peace. 
and it's it these miracles just start to happen over and over and you're gonna say you know what god i i don't know but i'm gonna just follow where you lead me and lo and behold someone will ask you to go do something that changes your life because it's in the name of god and it's just wonderful and this did happen with me so you know i i had um my surrender moment and it was really hard and it wasn't just the one time <laughs> I, I kept having to say god I, again I, I need your help. I need your help. And it would, the craziest thing would happen is I, you know, I'd say, God, I, I need your help with um, bringing good people into my daughter's life. I, I need your help. And then the next day we'd go somewhere and someone would say, hey, my daughter's going to this great youth group tonight. Does your daughter want to go? I'm like, holy smokes. Like miracles happen. They happen. Um, and that really was the next stage for me. And I kind of made a pact with myself that if God presented an opportunity that seemed like it was going to bring me closer to him, that I would take it. No matter what it was, I would take it. So I'm here doing a podcast. <laughs> um, I, I listened to whatever he said, and he continually just kept giving and bringing amazing things into my life. And then that's the, the next step that is just so beautiful, is then you realize that he never left you that whole time. He was patiently waiting for you that whole time. So you were seeking, 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 and, and wanting answers and wanting answers. But he was always there. And he was always trying to communicate with you and always trying to speak with you. And, and sometimes I think because we're in such this uh, space of trying to do everything on our own, we don't realize that he is there with us and he is speaking to us that whole time. And that really was for me. I, I, I've talked about this on some previous podcasts, how, you know, I realize even certain dreams that I'd had when I was younger and, and different instances that he was there that whole time trying to bring me closer to him. And I just didn't see it yet. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready because everybody's faith journey is their own. And so you do have to go through this at your own pace. And eventually, though, my hope for you is that you will realize that he, he was always there. He never, he never left you. He was always with you. He was just patiently waiting for you. And then my biggest hope upon hopes is that you get to a place where you do find that peace and that calm and that confidence in your heart. And when you find that place, then you're able to go share Jesus with the rest of the world. And then that is just, that's just beautiful because in my experience, I totally 100% believe that our purpose on this earth is to know God and to make him known. And so if we have that in our heart, and that is, that is our purpose, then we're able to just do such amazing, beautiful things for so many other people in this world and bring so many amazing things to other people in this world and just give back in the way that uh, hopefully, you know, people have shown that, that kindness to you before that you can show that back with the rest of the world. So if you are wanting to grow with the Lord, one of the absolute best books, I think, to help you in your faith journey when after you've left the church and you go through all these different places and if you're at that 
that moment where you're seeking, I would suggest you come seek right here in Romans. I think Romans will, I mean, it can, it can change the way you think about everything you ever knew about God. Uh, and I'm going to read to you real quick. This is Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So I know, again, your faith journey, you may be in any one of these stages right now. And I'm hoping that if you are here and you are listening, you are at a place where you're willing to open your heart and you're willing to move to possibly that next step wherever you're at and hopefully be able to find that peace that I would just love for everyone in this world to be able to feel. But I know that doesn't come without carrying a whole load of baggage. If you are feeling jealous of other people for their faith, if you are frustrated because you don't have your own, you are not alone. And like I said, it took me 20 years of unpacking all of these emotions to be able to get there and all these different steps. And I would love to be able to help you with that. So if you wanted to head on over to findingfaithabove.com, you can go ahead and look under the work with me section. And I would love to be able to, to help you with this, even if it's just that you need someone to unload on, that you don't have anybody else to be able to just say all the things that are super frustrating you right now and that you're worried about and that you're concerned about and you don't have a good outlet where you can go and just speak your mind with someone who has been through it and who understands and who knows how difficult this can be. God never intended for us to do this alone. So if you want to come hash it out, I'll hold your hand. We can walk through this together and I'd love to inspire you and help you to move forward into the next step so that you can get through all these different steps and find that peace. Well, girl, I cannot tell you how happy I am that you showed up to listen today. Finding Faith Above was created out of my own experiences with God's direction to help others find truth, identity, and faith after leaving the church. I now live to serve his will, which is why I'm here to help you and others like you to heal and move forward in faith. You can go ahead and check out the show notes at findingfaithabove.com. I'll see you next time.